Hi, my name is Nick Tibusek, and you are about to bring your strength and skills, and through that, your body to a complete new level with this podcast. In this podcast, you're not only learning about what's needed to train successfully, but also how to stay healthy and in shape long term. As a calisthenics athlete and coach, I train some of the best athletes in the world, and I will show you what details really matter and how to use the three cornerstones of planning, technique and mindset to build yourself into the best version of yourself. This podcast is a combination of science, practical experience and personal stories, which used in the right way will change your whole life. If you want more performance, look great, have more skills and mental power, for your training, you're exactly right here. Because here you will learn how to make that happen. Welcome to the Strength and Skills Podcast. Let's walk the walk. And here we go. We are recording. Welcome to the best podcast in the world, the Strength and Skills Podcast. Good morning, Rado. How are you doing? Hi, <laughs> it's been a while. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah, it seems like you you know completely full with work, and I hope everyone was missing the Don himself, as that guy is just having too much stuff on on the schedule, huh? Yeah, it's, it's just like trying to trying to balance four or five balls at the same time to juggle that, and then. Um, you know, some things all of a sudden suffer. And I don't quite like that. Like, I don't like the fact that I haven't been able to to continue filming this, but here I am. Um, so yeah, I'm really happy to, to, to film this again. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you back. All right. Um, we have a small little topic for today. And um, I would like to just jump into it um, from a perspective of... Um, You you might can t uh, you, you might tell us about um, how your training looks like right now, um, and I'm 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 going to tell about my training, and so we just uh, let everybody know. Okay, how, how's how's um, our training looking right now? As we are training for completely different things, but on the same side, it's pretty similar mm. and not so similar. And that's, yeah. I, I think that's super interesting. And I think everybody can learn a lot from that. Um, you, you are right now in a preparation for powerlifting meet, aren't you? Yes, exactly. So I did the switch from weighted calisthenics to powerlifting around like six or seven months ago. And I just wanted to do that because I wanted to see what's my potential there. Because uh, I was always uh, more of a lower body dominant person. And then also, like, this is my last year when I'm a junior, so I wanted to, like, make the most out of that and uh, see how I can excel in the competition. And, uh, yeah, right now, training looks like uh, the classic powerlifting training that you have, uh, high frequency of uh, competition lifts. So I have, right now, I have three training days only because I have so much work. And with personal training at the side, I just feel it drains me off so much. So we agreed on training three times until the competition and then after the competition, maybe trying to get that up because we want to push things on the nationals when I qualify, you know? 
Yeah. Because I have three trainings a week, uh, that leaves me with three times a week of benching, two times a week squatting, and I have uh, sumo deadlifting or deadlifting only once in a week. And then everything uh, after the main lifts, after the competition lifts, is basically assistance work. And that can be anything. You know, that can be stuff with weights, that can be stuff with machines, or maybe even bodyweight stuff, um, depending on the day and depending on the focus on that day. Yeah. So yeah, that like, well, how my training differs from what I did before is basically my focus is different on the main lifts. You know, I'm not training muscle ups or pull ups or dips anymore. I just have that focus narrowed down to bench pressing, squatting, and yeah. deadlifting because I want to be better for the competition, right? Would would yeah, but it's not like you're not doing any pull ups anymore. But it's just not the no. main lift anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So pull-ups are right now, uh, right now I don't have any pull-ups in the program, but I had them and they were an assistance lift and, uh, I was still, I, I was with only body weight pull-ups. So I was still yeah, doing great pull-ups, you know, because the potential was higher there. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. Sometimes the connection is a little bit, um, yeah, I see that. I see that. Yeah. I think I, it's, I think it's mine. It's not, but, yeah, but it's, it's not, it's not breaking. It's not, I think it's all good. I think everybody got it that uh, you mostly are doing the powerlifting stuff. Uh, you, you're still doing most of the classic um, movements, but um, is it due to the competition preparation that you're not doing pull-ups anymore? Uh, that as well, but also me getting a little chubby and uh, <laughs> pull-ups are a bit hard. <laughs> Who, who so, yeah. are you telling that? <laughs> yeah, I went from 80 kilos to 90 kilos, and you sense the difference. You know, you sense the difference. 10 kilos does, does I mean, it does make an effect. Uh, so we just agreed on, okay, let's use some pull downs right now because uh, it allows me to focus on better positioning, you know? Yeah. And um, I feel like also, like, it doesn't affect my grip so much and so on. So uh, pull, pull downs are right now our main option. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure, like after the competition, we're going to reintroduce some pull-ups. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure about that. I mean, the the, the guy you're working with right now, he's also coming from the calisthenic side of life, yeah. and I I couldn't couldn't even think of not doing pull-ups for the rest of my life and only doing lap. Yeah, I miss them. I miss them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss them. I mean, uh, sure, pull-downs are fun and uh, yeah. they allow you to like play around with different grips and so on, but. You know, a pull-up is a pull-up, and when you have so many little details that you can tackle and focus on there with the motion, it just makes it so much so much more fun. Yeah, totally get that. So um, the interesting part that I, I just wanted to maybe, like, highlight uh, was um, even though you are um, in more of a specification into powerlifting, the main source of training will always be the big six that we, I, I think we, we mentioned that so often, but um, mm -hmm. I think that the very important part here is everybody needs to get that, that the main source for training is always the big six. And um, even though you are right now in a very, very specific training phase as uh, by the end of May, I think, is that right? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. End of May. That's when the competition is. Yeah. Um, you you are still doing mostly these big six movements, and even though there, uh, even if if you're not doing pull-ups right now, you're still doing the vertical pulling down stuff. Yeah, 
And even if you don't have to do a rowing movement in the competition, you still do that. Yeah. And also the vertical pushing, you don't have that in the competition. We don't have that in, in calisthenics, in weighted calisthenics either, um, but you're still doing that. And um, this is something we can definitely learn here and just keep that in mind that the big six movements, the big, big ones, are actually the most important ones for when it comes to training. And um, this is where uh, the base of a good program is always laid out from. Always. You keep the big six big movements and just choose from this big pool of exercise that you actually have. I mean, let's just just to mention a few of, of rowing movements. I mean, you could do C rows, you could do hams rows, you could do incline rows, low rows, high rows, one arm rows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's like with the big six, what they allow what those movements allow you is so much freedom um, when it comes to picking an exercise. Mm. And depending on the setting and on the individual, you can just, you know pick this one, choose this one. And like on different days, you, you can have different variations. As long as you're focusing on the big six, I think that's like the first great step when it comes to creating a good program. Because when you have the big six in, like you literally tackle the whole body. Like there is no muscle group that's left uh, undone, you know? Yeah. And I think that's not only good for um, athletes or competition athletes, but also for the general population, you know? So yeah. just goes to show how much this approach, how much open-minded it is and how applicable it is to different settings. I do that with my own clients and PT as well. Um, I try and focus on the big six. Like, of course, someone is going to have a different split. You know, someone's maybe going to do pull and push. Someone's going to do a lower body, lower body, upper body. With most of them, I just do full body exercises, uh, full body workouts. And in those full body workouts, like that's a great setting for introducing the big six. Because if you just go through the big six in that one hour that you have, you pretty much got a great workout in. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was also doing a seminar uh, the last week, and I was talking about the benefits of strength training. And within that, I was kind of trying to create the background for why this is important, why it's important to strength train for, 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 for the general population. And I was checking some info on like the VHO and what their suggestion is. And like together with all the cardio and endurance stuff that you want to have, they also suggest like strength training for at least two times a week of big compound exercises. And they, they really specify that, like focus on big compound exercises and don't try and isolate the muscle, you know? And that's uh, like my first thought was, yeah, big six, you know, that's that's exactly where the big six kicks in because those are big compound movements that tackle several muscle groups and then that with like the combination of all of them you have the whole body type yeah exactly and actually that that's what we are doing at strength and skills with our clients like like years now yeah. and uh, it's you you clearly see that it works for pretty much everyone i mean we are very well known for the weighted calisthenics stuff but we also have uh clients from like every sport i mean um right now i, I just i just finished a new program for a client of us um he's a uh the German word for that is triathlete. I think it's the same in English. Yeah, yeah. Triathlete. Triathlete. Um, and so he has to to swim, run, and uh, cycle. And um, he's also doing strength training for that. And this strength training is completely based on the big six. So um, 
what we are doing here is just having the basic human movements um, in there as that it is like that. You have the vertical pulling, you have the vertical pushing, the horizontal pulling and pushing, and the lower body um, pulling and pushing. And this ends up in the big six. And um, once you, once you, you have that in your training, in, you're pretty, pretty safe to build up a very strong body over time. I mean, everybody knows that. Huh? Training just takes time. You just have to be um, very, 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 yeah, just constant with it. Mm -hmm. um, and it, if you if you have that, um, you you're gonna build a strong body. The, the thing that comes in with that that everybody don't get is, of course, um, you have to vary a little bit, and you have to specify sometimes from time to time for certain goals um, on on that long journey, like you are doing right now. You had the time where you uh, were doing loads of, of a lot of mobility stuff. So that's where you became a mobility expert. This is um, something um, why, why we also um, have you in, in the coaching team because you're so specified in that and everybody knows, okay, if I want to, if I have any mobility issues, um, I'm going to ask Gerardo. And um, after that, you got into a little bit more of... Um, this really specification of weighted calisthenics where you have been also pretty successful with it. Um, and now you're specifying on powerlifting and it's a long journey of uh, really getting into a topic and um, learning about it. And then um, the, the, the important part here is you are doing right now what I was also doing for years, always specifying on something, learning the most about it. And then I can apply it to the client that, that I work with, Yeah, you know, and yeah. this is super important that um, people understand that all the base of it all is always understanding that the good program always comes from the big six. And then you specify on a certain topic where you want to go, even with calisthenics, even with um, Olympic weightlifting and all that stuff, because you need the base and if you don't have this fundament of um, a good program that comes from the big six, you probably going to get in trouble somewhere. It's, it's going to get you in trouble. Um, and this is, this is something you can see in pretty much every program in the world that it is based on that. And um this is where I wanted to go with this because uh, I, I see you right now doing loads of um, more specification for powerlifting where you're still doing it. Uh, I know how what you're doing with the clients um, that everybody is doing that. And I'm, I'm myself right now. I mean, when, when, I look, when I look back into the time when I was, I was, I had times when I trained six days a week mm. and it was still the same thing that I was, that I'm doing right now. You know, I'm, 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 same as you, I'm training three days a week, a little bit of different focus as um, I have a little bit more focus into handstand push-ups and the front lever right now. Still, it's yeah. ongoing. That's going to be take the whole of the year probably and maybe half of the next one until I get where I want to be. Maybe even longer because I'm a very, very long person, and pretty heavy. <laughs> um but even no matter the days that you train, it's always the same thing um, where, where it comes back to. And it's always the big six stuff. So um, this 
approach that we have with this hybrid thing comes from we have the big six and we just have a big variety on uh, exercises that we can choose from pretty much every sport in the world. I mean, you, you did so many crazy stuff. Look, look, what, what are you using people wouldn't think of when it comes to strength training? Are you using special things sometimes? Um, in what sense? Like in programming or? Yeah. Honestly, no. Like it, 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 that's that's something that a lot of people don't get. People think that you know, like the more advanced you get, the more. I mean, surely training is going to get more complex. But when you look at the exercises themselves, like there are no fancy exercises that advanced lifters do that beginners don't do, you know, and that make advanced lifters advanced in comparison to beginners. You know, it's still the basic stuff that they do. Um, the only thing that changes is maybe the frequency or the intensity of that motion and so on, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, training is simple, but it's not easy. And if you understand that, you're going to, you're going to find out, okay, that if you, if I want to excel in this, the only thing that I have to do, and it sounds simple in theory for sure, is just repeat this over and over again in a moderate to relatively high intensity. And that's how you get strong. You know, yeah. like you want, you don't want to have training too light because then, of course, adaptation is not going to happen because the body doesn't have a reason to create this adaptation. But if you go balls to the balls every workout and have this high intensity, there's only so much you can do before fatigue kicks in and then just basically hinders all of your fitness adaptations that should happen, you know, yeah. or at least hides them, you know. So that that's what training is, you know, just repeating emotion over and over again this moderate intensity being consistent with that. And that's basically how we get strong, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's like, when you understand that for sure, I mean, for a lot of people, it's uh, not a, not a great idea. They don't like it because it's not sexy. You know, they think that, okay, if I want to, if I want to excel in training, then I have to introduce some new motions or a new, or a new way of programming, which I mean, for sure. Yeah. Maybe if that doesn't work, what you're doing now, sure. Try and go change that. But uh, quite often, it's just not having to change anything. Just stick with what you have and see if it works. That's what matters. Yeah. But when I look at that, it seems to be super easy. Why do I need a coach for that? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Because, you know, like, uh, it's quite easy to be subjective with yourself, you know. And then uh, when you think that something is moderate, it, in fact, isn't moderate. Maybe it's too easy for you. Or maybe it's too hard for you, you know. And that's where yeah. the coach kicks in, you know, someone from the outside who's going to objectively gauge and tell you, okay, this is the intensity that you need. This is the way that you need. This is the number yeah. of sets and reps that you need. Because quite often doing that on your own, it's a pain in the ass. You know, it's, it's very hard to do that. I think another thing that also comes in there um, that I see a lot of times with people is just... Um, Having the situation that somebody wants to change up uh, some stuff and you're like, man, we're not changing anything. We don't, we don't want to change anything because uh, you don't need to change anything because it's working great. Yeah, but uh, couldn't it be better? Well, it could be, but it could also be worse. And uh, sometimes just keeping, keeping um, somebody on track with something is also a very big part of the job. And um, what I also see oftentimes is people are, I mean, you know, 
something that a lot of people miss here is all of that seems to be super simple, but it's super simple for you and me because we understood the complexity of it and we are able to adapt the right things into it. As um, I think where, where it really gets complex is in the beginning, everything works for everyone. Once you see a problem, you have to deal with a problem, with a with a rock on the way, you know. And um, this is where we, where it it gets sometimes a little bit tricky because dealing with a problem, if you don't have a clue how to deal with the problem, this is where it gets really a little bit tricky. And this is why um, you need a person who tells you, okay, we can deal with that in that way. This is the same thing like you go, okay, I'm getting sick. How how am I gonna gonna deal with that um, when I get sick? I'm gonna go to the doctor and he's going to tell me what I'm gonna do. I couldn't even stay. I could, I could stay at home and just have lay in bed and wait for it because my immune system will work it out. Yeah, probably it will. Most of the times it will. It will not always, but most of the times when you get sick, the classic ones, uh, you just stay at home and that's it. And um. The, the interesting part that comes in there is how to deal with problems and how to overcome um, issues that are on the way. And I think that's the most important part. And people don't get that this is the, the most important value that you provide as a coach um, to a person um, when it when it comes to, to certain problems and stuff like that. As uh, we always have to reconsider every week that's what we actually do when we have a client on the online coaching so we see okay this worked last week now we have to uh, check out okay um is it still working and we keep on going we keep on going if it's not working why is it not working and this is what we have the eye for you know i, I see that so many times that um just Having a person and you ask them, what do you think? Why this is an issue? And they have ideas. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> crazy. It's, it's like, yeah, I think uh, the volume and intensity, it's just too high and stuff like that. And you look at it, man, you slept five hours per night. Do you think it would be better if you just sleep eight? Well, no, it must be this special exercise here and maybe high intensity and volume and blah, 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 blah. Something comes in there and you're like, no, the solution would be you just sleep more or sleep better and stuff like that. And so you just have to look at the bigger picture and just see, okay, the issue is here or there and stuff like that. Sometimes it is the intensity. Sometimes it is the volume. Sometimes you have a freak who likes to go balls to the walls every, uh, uh, every session and you're like, Man, if you just keep it a little lower, you're gonna have the progress that you are looking for, and this is what we are doing. We we we're doing. We are handling problems all day, and this is where a coach just gets in. This is my perspective, um, and this also comes to the technical stuff. Of course, when somebody has a problem with the technique. It's the same thing. I mean, how, how how many times do you see a person who has big issues with technique? Probably in the beginning. Yeah. Then there come then there comes long time nothing, and then it appears when they get under under a very high intensity. Exactly that. Exactly that. Like 
And it's like, like what you described here is basically the pattern that I always see, especially with like PT clients, you know, they come in and of course the technique is not going to be sitting at the start because it's novel for them. They don't know the motion, you know, so they, they take some time for it, for them to, to actually learn it, um, for, for the nervous system to, to, you know, ingrain this, ingrain this new motion. Um, most like most often it's the bench press that creates people a lot of issues. And I guess it has to do, yeah, it's super funny. Like people get the hang of a deadlift or a squat quite easily. Uh, but as long as you, like, as soon as you put them in this horizontal position, lying on the bench and then um, trying to press something from there, beat a dumbbell or a barbell, people just end up being all over the place, you know? Yeah. And it just takes some time. And I guess this has to do with the fact that bench pressing is probably the most complex of the three lifts. Because when you look at the squat and the deadlift, the only two things that you have to worry about is the body and the barbell, you know. But when it comes to the bench, you have your body, um, the barbell, and the bench itself, you know, which is a factor as well that affects how you're going to perform. So that might be the thing that's affecting people, but also just this novel fact that they're, you know, in this lying position trying to trying to do a motion there. So it's always this phase of learning emotion, getting proficient with it. And they're totally fine with, you know, moderate intensity um, in sets, like they've, they've performed great. And then you're going to see a technique breakdown at higher intensities, which is understandable as well, because we're not training those, you know, and they're not used to that. And technique is going to alter with the change of intensity. We always have that, you know, a squat in the warm up is not going to look a squat in the top set. So that's, that's, you know, an understandable thing that that happens for sure. Yeah, 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 totally get that. Totally yeah. get that. I mean, I, I see the same thing. I mean, we have one client, she's uh, doing her bench press now. Um, the same weight that she pretty much started. It's like just a little bit different of a difference in weight, I think. Maybe, maybe in a 5kg range of her bench press. Mm -hmm. um, she started, I think, something like eight to nine months ago. The thing with that is, what changed drastically is how she's doing the bench press. And she was like, yeah, Nick, I'm not doing any progress and stuff like that. And I'm looking at her, you do. And she's like, yeah, but no, please, let's go into that. This is what you did before. <laughs> and this is how it looks now. The difference is so big. <laughs> and people also see the, the progress of that one um, very often, not so so well. And I think that's also part of the, the job to uh, explain people, okay, you did a, did a pretty good progress here. Um, when, when you look at it, it's completely different. I mean, an, an, another guy was like, he's into it like now for two months. And he was like, yeah, um, we're now uh, with the second phase of the uh, program. I'm, I, I really like it. I would love to have more progress here. And I was like, okay, this is the picture of you when you started. This is the picture of you now. Look at it and look the difference. And he co he looked completely different, like, like another human. And it's not yeah. like we didn't change anything in the calories. And he, he didn't change in the weight on the scale. But what we did, I gave him different macros and switched that up and switched a little bit of his eating patterns. And that completely, into, in, in, in the combination with the training, it, it completely switched up his complete body composition. He, lo he, looks, he looks great now. He's like, wow, 
I haven't checked the pictures. That's crazy. And I'm like, yes, you're doing progress. You're, you're having fun in training. Everything is good. You're fine. And sometimes it's good to have another person to just remind you on that. You're doing good. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, it, that, that's the thing. A lot of people forget to look back and see where they started from. Yeah. And the thing you mentioned with like, you know, expecting to make more progress now with the new program or expecting to do more load this week. Um, it's the thing we talked about in the progressive load versus progressive overload podcast. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we talked about like, like adaptation is not only the increase in weight on the bar, you know, like if you still keep the same weight in this week, but do it with more speed, you know, you have more bar velocity or it was a lower RPE or you rested less between the sets, you know, like those are still great markers for you to check to see, okay, I made progress. Like even though I didn't increase the weight on the bar, yeah. which is just another way for me, another tool for me to, to see if the adaptation happened. I, I maybe improved and excelled in this, you know, and that's another great way that yeah. um, you can see, okay, I'm still making progress. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think and also because people don't, you know, clients, usually don't understand that they think that we have to force the adaptation to happen by constantly pushing the loads the coach is there to tell them you know like we're just allowing the adaptation to happen and that's it yeah. and the coaches like you said that's this outside voice that's telling you and you know we reframing this the setting okay we're we're good you know we're in track don't worry about it just keep doing what you're doing yeah yeah it's super interesting because the, the thing with that that comes in there is I mean, you're doing this for a job. And this is the big difference of a yeah. person who's just training. Yeah. You, you, of course, you don't have a clue about that. You never took the time of, of like um, years of learning about that topic. I mean, where, where should you know that from? You know, you yeah, don't like, experience yeah. the, theory, uh, the theory. There's a lot of stuff that comes into that, why people are doing this as a job. Um, and why they are so good at it, you know, is there's there's um, a reason for that that you do this as a job, you know, because you are providing better results than people would have without it. And this is this is the big thing here, as uh, you take away a lot of of their time. They would have to spend into this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you where someone you i think for for a training person you got a you got yourself a coach pretty early in the process which leads up to the to the weights that you're moving right now to the progress that you are having at your young age i mean you're more muscular than most people you are much stronger than most people um you're gonna be probably most of the people in the powerlifting competition, even you, you, you're very, very young now. Um, and of course, there's some world elite lifters, blah, blah, blah. But to, to look, at, look at it from the standpoint where you are, you, you got into the process pretty early. And this is a big, big thing where you just saved yourself like years of trying to figuring out by yourself. And that's a big issue mm. that everybody is misunderstanding you wouldn't do the same thing if it comes to certain other areas in your life if you want to get successful in your job you don't try to figure everything out by yourself you wouldn't do it that way 
and this is what i see when i when it comes to training i it, with everything in my life i always try to be very efficient with the things that i do and this is another reason why i always base training on the big six to get the loop back into that um to be extremely efficient is the most important part when it comes to training. Leave the stupid stuff out, put the intelligent stuff in there. And um, uh, I would like to see more people to do that. Uh, do the big six, get a coach, get a coach that who's doing the, the big six with you, <laughs> <laughs> not something else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I think that that's a super important one to keep that in mind. Training is super simple, but it's on the other side, super complex, and it's never easy. I think that's a very important one right here. <laughs> I think uh, that's a great way to close the podcast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so if you need any help with the big six in your training, you heard a lot about what coaching can, uh, how coaching can help you. Hit us up on the Stanford Skills. You can also check our website, strandfrontskills.net, and um, just check our website and see what we have uh, for you. And um, on the other side, we catch you on the next episode. Thank you guys for listening and hope you guys liked it. And um, maybe you put it into your story. Give us a good recommendation. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening.